what it is! How's it going, everybody? Today we're gonna to be talking about Jaws. That's right, the classic ocean-based horror film. We're gonna talk about all the things from sharks to getting bigger boats to swimming naked in the nighttime. We're gonna talk about all the things. You can hear what we have to say when you sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen on in to the first ones to die. Hey everyone, welcome to the first Once to Die podcast. We hope you're having a great day, month, year, etc., etc. I am one of your hosts, Jonathan. I'm here with my fellow co-hosts, Alex and Jerome. Alex, yep. how are you doing today? Oh, Jerome, sorry, great. you look like you was about to start talking. No, it's not, no um, I was just, I was, I feel like we should do like a radio thing. It's like, welcome, like, uh, I'm your host, John Bond, and I'm here with the Jairman and the Alex John Meister. Bond. Bond. <laughs> we are, I like that we that's the, the name we were all that. stuck on. John Bond. <laughs> the John Bond. <laughs> You know, because you're you're sweet, like a Cinnabon. So, you know. Aww. Uh, well, Al Pal, or whatever the hell Jerome Al- said. Just- <laughs> I don't like any of that. How are you doing today, uh, Al Pal? I guess I'm fine. Jerome is Jer Bear, uh, right? I'll take Jer Bear. I'll take Jer Bear. <laughs> I feel like Al Pal, I got like the least sweet name. <laughs> You got Jer Bear, you got John Bond, and there's Al Pal. Listen, not many things rhyme with Alex or Al. <laughs> as far as like a sweet, you know, treat or something like that. Apparently you know nothing. I mean? I'm not, no sweet treats revolve around me. Uh, Alakazam, there we go. Alakazam, that's you. That is, sure. <laughs> sure, true. Uh, I'm fine. I was just having a little um, trouble finding my little step stool for under my desk. Because I'm so short and my feet don't touch the ground fully. So that that was my difficulty at the beginning before the DJing this happened. Other than that, I'm good. How about you, John Bon? <laughs> Even though we, we just talked about it, I forgot that was my nickname. So <laughs> There's been a lot going on even before this episode. <laughs> right. We, we've already discussed. In, in I'm not going to say it. All right. Uh, Listen, um, you got to <laughs> save the quote for like when it's going to be relevant. Next time we talk about crabs, I'll pull it out out of nowhere, and it's going to be great. All right. Well, audience, be intrigued. Uh, be on the lookout time. for when we talk about crabs and uh-huh. Jerome pulls something out. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, anyway, to divert from that, uh, I am doing well. <laughs> um, <laughs> you started your first round of rehearsals this week, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, started rehearsals this week. Um uh, continue them tomorrow. Uh, also, it's been very hot in Southern California. Uh, been a hundred plus for almost the past week. Uh, so I've been trying to avoid outside. On 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 uh, Memorial Day, I'll be off, and Tuesday I'll be off because I'm uh, working a bar mitzvah tomorrow that we're we're doing. Um, where I'm, we're yeah, we're putting on a bar mitzvah. Are you uh, doing Shakespeare at the bar I, mitzvah? 
I wasn't planning on it, but um, <laughs> I mean, if you can remember, why not? Just you know, go go with what your heart desires, right? Um, so yeah, I'm trying to stay cool while uh, the wax museum does like bar mitzvahs, like or is that events in general? But yeah, like, I feel most like a bar museum spaces do like stuff like that because like the Mopop and Paxi just like would do random like stuff that didn't really fit the the museum but it's just you just do it at the science center we did have a lot of proms yeah proms is a big thing like Mm -hmm. i remember at mopop we've done everything from music videos to weddings to uh proms to concert like all types of stuff like all types of events I guess I never really thought too much about like museums or, you know, like the wax museum doing too many stuff like that. But I guess you're right. I have seen it for like wedding receptions and stuff mostly. But I guess a bar mitzvah too. I just thought it was like a little weird for some You reason. put a wax figure, the groom, in, the, in place and just see how long it takes for her to realize he ain't saying anything. <laughs> Be like a really awkward moment. Uh,. I don't know Jared, where to go from here. How you doing? <laughs> Chilling. I'm good. I've been um been watching well, but watching and reading Sandman. <laughs> I've been uh been enjoying the show. Uh I I just got into Dream Country and Sandman. Cause I only ever really like got into like the first few issues of like the main like pitch of Sandman. Neil Gaiman Sandman, for those who don't know. Um, and, uh, but I never got further than that. So I never got into the doll's house and like all the short stories and stuff in that stuff. So I'm now like going, getting through that stuff. And man, Sandman is, I mean, it's good. I know it's good, but it's just like, the more you read it, the more you're just like, this is like high literature in comic book form. It's really cool. Especially when, uh, Neil Gaiman throws in like characters from, the DC, because like a lot of people don't know, the Sandman takes place in the DC universe. So he interacts with like Batman and stuff. Like he's, he knows those people exist. Those people are in the same world as him. So it's, it's interesting when like, uh, there's a issue where, um, uh, Dream runs into Mr. Miracle and Martian Manhunter. <laughs> and they're just in the book for a little bit. And you're just like, oh yeah, okay. Um, but it's uh the show's great i think it's a really good uh adaptation of the book they change a few things around because it's clear that the show don't take place in the dc universe it's its own thing um but i think they don't make too many changes because the sandman comics often kind of kept themselves pretty distant from the dc universe proper so it's not that hard to kind of cut some of that stuff out and make your own stuff um, but it's good. Uh, unlike, however, uh, at least from my opinion, I did also start watching Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power that came out and, uh, y'all, y'all need to get it together. I don't know what's going on. Y'all can't put this out when House of the Dragon's on. House of the Dragon is doing pretty, da- pretty darn good. It's redeeming yeah. Game of Thrones with every episode. And meanwhile, y'all are the OG fantasy property and y'all are failing because the show is boring mm. as hell. <laughs> it's like, I don't care about anybody. <laughs> now, great, I've seen I've seen- you, you've, they stepped up their <laughs> advertising like insanely a lot. I opened up the Amazon 
just the app, Amazon app to look at something, to search for something. And immediately it was ring of power. I was like, oh, I've never had an advertising just trying to shop before like Dude, that. Dude, they've been heavy about advertising. You know how heavy it is? I literally opened up uh, Photoshop and Illustrator on Adobe and they now have made these like custom <laughs> little uh, sigils when like as the... Um, the program's loading that's dedicated to Ring of Power That's that Amazon paid for. So I'm like, they have been putting some money behind advertising this they show. Well, guess to what? Up, yeah. I literally opened up my fridge today and I looked in my Brita, Brita filter and inside the Brita filter was a small ring. And on that small ring, it said, <laughs> watch, no. I'm I mean, where is he going with like, this because there's no way yeah i was like relates. i kind of feeling it like i was like how but you would you it, would like, you put it past stuff on the brita i, I feel <laughs> like i'm like i was gonna exchange my brita and inside the new one was like a jack-in-the-box like kind of toy it was for the ring of power <laughs> it's just and you know what it is here's the thing i've only seen the first because they released the first two episodes i've only seen the first one i haven't watched the second one but based off, you know, at the time of this recording, but based off at least the first episode, I now understand why the marketing was so weird about not really explaining what the story is about. Because it feels like they don't have a story that it's about. It's just random. Like, it's like there's like these multiple characters that are introduced, but I'm like, I don't know who to root for. I don't know who these people are. And it's doing a terrible job introducing them to me because... You have to share so much screen time because there's a lot of them. There's uh, an elf guy in a village. There's Gladriel and Elrond. There's halflings who are doing their own thing. It's just, it's a, they, they, and they're spread so thin. It's hard to get time with them. They're granted this is the first episode of the show. So maybe it'll get better over time. But for right now, I'm bored. Like, I don't care. And when I, when I have House of the Dragon to watch on Sunday, I don't have to watch Lord of the Rings. I'm already getting my fantasy kick from that show. <laughs> That's true. So I like I feel like I can wait for all Lord of the Rings to come out and just watch it all in one fell swoop and binge it. As opposed to like, oh man, it's Friday. Gotta watch Lord of the Rings. And it's like, you know, I got She-Hulk on Thursdays. I don't need this. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I haven't started it. Um, just because I haven't been, I haven't seen anything too interesting on it. People have really been focused. Every time I open up something, they're talking about like House of the Dragon. So I can see why they need to step up their advertising. Mm -hmm. They need to step it up, man. That being said, though, House of Dragon's good. I'm liking House of the Dragon so far. Um, Can't wait to see how it ends. I still haven't watched that. I'm still a little like... If it makes you feel any better, there is no incestuous uh, relationships right now. So <laughs> I say right now because you never know. It but- is a Targaryen house. <laughs> I, and I get it. It's yeah. But for right Actually, now, that does help a little. Everybody's way. just just dating people they're not related to. <laughs> um, there is a lot That's of brutality. That how much it helps. That that it, there's a lot of brutality, uh, and there I I think. The main character and Matt Smith, like they are related. They're two, both Targaryen characters. And uh, there is some tension there, but it doesn't seem like romantic tension as much as just like they're playing games with each other in that like how Game of Thrones way. So I hope it doesn't turn into a romantic thing, <laughs> but you never know with Game of Thrones. It's, 
Anything's possible. <laughs> uh, remember when we thought? Of... Remember when we thought for sure? It's like, look at that nice little girl, uh, who's the Baratheon girl. There's no way they're gonna kill her off. She's just a child. <laughs> Cut to being burned alive burned at alive. a freaking stake. <laughs> it's just like. So let's talk about happier death. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about happier death. Let's talk about these people getting eaten um, by sharks real quick. <laughs> spoiler alert, okay? Um, so For a movie from the 80s? It's actually from the 70s. From the 70s. That's even worse. That proves my point even harder. So Let Jonathan do his intro again. Do your second intro. Uh, you probably seen the title of this episode as you clicked on it, or maybe you just did a shuffle, uh, surprise me moment. Um, I don't know if you could do that on podcasts. Like, <laughs> anyway, uh, we actually, no, I should start off by saying last week we did another round of trivia, which Al Pal did win. <laughs> I do not like it. But go on. <laughs> We gotta make like a, we gotta make uh, we gotta get shirts with just our names on. <laughs> she did win, so now we're all we're all tied up two two two, uh, and next trivia is gonna be is gonna be on and popping. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a match. Uh, but her movie that she decided to go with was Jaws, and mm. I thought it was a very interesting choice because Jaws is currently in theaters once again in IMAX. Um, Alex, what factored into your decision and the fact that it's in theaters now, was was that part of the decision as well? Absolutely not. I actually did not intend to win. I didn't really think I would win and I didn't really have a movie pickup, but y'all kept shitting on Sharknado so much. So like <laughs> sharks were in my head. So I was like, Jaws and it's out too because it's Labor Day weekend. Jaws is perfect. That was it. That's literally what I came to in the moment. So I wasn't prepared, but y'all just kept bringing up Sharknado. And I was like, maybe I should just make them watch the first Sharknado. But I'm like, no, you guys were mean in the round of reviewing it. So let's do Jaws. You can't really be mean to Jaws. Jaws is a good film. Plus, it's, again, Labor Day weekend. So, like, Mm -hmm. perfect movie to watch. Well, I don't know. Before you go out into the water. Before you go into swimming in the water. Yeah, this movie takes place in July, but... Still, I see your point. Yes. Well, uh, if you don't know the premise of Jaws, uh, here is the IMDb description. When a killer shark unleashes chaos on a beach community off Cape Cod, it's up to a local sheriff, a marine biologist, and an old seafarer to hunt the beast down. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Some of the stars of the film, Rory Scheider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfuss, Lorraine Gary, uh, and many, many more. I was going to say this, Gray, too. I'm right there with I know, you. I was thinking Gray. <laughs> uh, directed, of course, by Steven Spielberg, his breakout film. Uh, and it's all the way back. This movie is over 40, or almost, wait, over 40 years old. Um, it was released in 1975, which is crazy to think about. Um and yeah, of course, it's a it's a classic. It's a classic. Everybody, forty seven years old. Yes, that is crazy. It's almost having its fiftieth anniversary. In a few years. Um, where do we start, Alex? What did you think of Jaws in your rewatch? Jaws. Did, first of all, did you watch it. it in IMAX? 
No. So oh. I was actually going to wake up early today and watch it in IMAX. But again, I said I got a little high last night um, and slept through my morning. So I just watched it at home. Uh, ironically, I did get it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> so we were isn't it? It's free on Amazon later. Prime, isn't it? Uh, no, they took oh. it down. No, you got to pay for it. Yeah. Because oh. it's airing right now in theaters. Um. Like, we'll be damned if you listen, Ring of Power ain't doing so well. We'll be damned if you're not making some money off of Jaws. <laughs> yeah, they got to find somewhere to make that money back. Um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, still such a good film. So funny. They're one liners and they're like comedy relief moments are great. And I just, it's such a well, it's so well placed that it doesn't take from the drama of the film. One of my favorite scenes still is when they're on the beach. And he keeps looking out to the water because he keeps hearing all these people scream. Um, Brody, the sheriff. And it's just these people having fun. But I'm also like, who screams like that when they're having fun? Who <laughs> White, people. Honest is, White people. White people do. It? Yes. <laughs> you they heard? White people yeah, at the pool was... is the noisiest thing you could possibly come in contact with in it's the summer. It's like blood curdling screams coming out of them. And I can understand why the sheriff's constantly tense because <laughs> even without the murderous shark hearing people scream like that all the time just to find out they're having they're being playful is like jesus that i can see why his blood pressure is high mm-hmm. um and then finally when there is a shark the way they zoom in so quick to his face it's like yeah the vertigo it shot the, it's a legendary yeah, shot and it is, so, it and is a beautiful really shot cool. yeah Bill butler so, man great director of photography yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Jaws is still one of my favorite films, and I just enjoyed him. Plus, sharks. Even though this one greatly <laughs> oh, misrepresents sharks, I still does like it. I mean, shark. sharks can be cool. Leave, I feel like leave that was a the thing. shark alone, and the saying, shark leaves you sharks, alone. Almost I've, all animals. It's the same thing with wolves. Wolves can be nice and docile and sweet, but wolves can also be like killers if they want to be sharks but did they show the nice eat. side of let's be real did they show the nice side of jaws in this movie no no <laughs> also, i love how the shark's name is jaws, when they want to eat not the fact that he just has jaws which is what the name of the movie is based on no the shark's name is jaws he is jaws <laughs> yeah he i feel like jaws. isn't isn't wouldn't that isn't that is in like the cultural lore isn't that what his name is jaws <laughs> Well, yeah. then how the hell do you explain Jaws 2 and 3 and like where it's still Jaws the same didn't come shark. back? Just coming, you know, he's a zombie. He just came back to life. <laughs> yes. I actually haven't seen uh, Jaws 2 and 3. So I don't I'm know. I'm just what saying, happened. listen, you're the type of person, Alex, you're going to end up just like Tiger King, okay? He thought for sure them tigers was his friend. And now he's got limbless friends right now because the tigers proved it's like, no, nah, I could be cool and cute. He but just know I could also rip your damn arm off. Touch <laughs> I'm also, I'm not telling people go play with sharks. <laughs> I say they can be fine. They're usually very predatory creatures where they only hunt to eat. And that's fine. Leave them alone. They leave you alone. I am not encouraging anybody. Although I do want to go swim with the sharks. Also, we're talking to the person who wants to California. die by bear hug. So that's. <laughs> so bear's different than a shark. Uh, there's this place in Florida that lets you free swim to sharks. And I would love to do that. Like without the cage? Yeah. You just hold on to the. They like put out basically this rope. You hold and on you, to you. You have a, face says like, it all. <laughs> there, yeah, there's like a rope, and you just kind of sink down with it. 
So you're all just holding onto this rope, and they throw Trump in the water. You get to see sharks appear out of in the from the darkness. I guess <laughs> they, you know, they season you the before you become the appetizer. You know, they want to make sure you taste right. <laughs> like a kebab, but on a string. Because you're all just hanging from it. So the shark can like, get piece by piece. Uh, and then when you're done, you just like go up the rope and back onto the boat. I love how, while you're explaining this, not once <laughs> have you like just slowed down to think, oh, wow, I'm describing this experience as I am a piece of food. <laughs> I mean, I did call myself a kebab. <laughs> and I, or more like string cheese, because it's like the rope part, and like little pieces are coming off. Does that make anything better? Nobody will. I'm, I feel like the way I'm also saying it will make it so that no friend of mine will ever join me on this. This is something I actually wanted to. I don't feel like I'll ever have a friend. But like, after explaining it, yeah, you're basically like a free floating kebab style going on, but like, it's fine. The chum is under you. The sharks are swimming underneath you. You're okay. I'm good. I'll, yeah, I'm I'll watch right. you do that. Uh, first of all, I just want to say that girl in the beginning of the movie uh, wanted to die. Uh, because why the hell? Like she was running like she was running for her life away she from this boat. She die. did not want him to come with her. Because she like he's clearly not keeping up. You know, I don't know if she knew he was drunk for sure. But she he definitely she definitely could tell that she was haul assing to the to the ocean and he was not keeping pace with her and she's steady just running and then swims out miles into the ocean and it has the nerve to just call out the water get in the water he is probably still on the beach running to come catch you <laughs> why didn't you wait cuz she the water's good and she can swim not holding against her. Also, do we want to talk about how Jaws was just like messing with her, like a lot? Like <laughs> he was, she was, she was swinging around. For he was down there in the ocean, like two minutes <laughs> the whole he was time. Like, this is fun. That's why I saw that scene. I was just thinking he's just down there in the ocean, like mm -hmm, out here looking like a whole snack. Not need a piece. I'm <laughs> just, just, he's just like. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> did the actual actress actually get really like pretty injured from that? I think the, she did. I wasn't that did. you Jonathan, you had mentioned last week about how there was a lot of issues that happened. Flaws. Flaws, yeah, that's the, that's the nickname so of the stupid. production or whatever. Yeah, that there were so many issues. And I remember them being like right off the bat, yeah, like the way it clamped onto her, like one of the mechanics actually ended up pinching her side or piercing her actually. Ooh. So she actually got pretty uh, uh, pretty injured from that, like, fake jaw. They had a lot of problems with the mechanics of jaws. Mm -hmm. I think it ended up hurting quite a few people because it would just, like, snap without warning or it would delay snap or something of that nature. Especially when you're in the water where there, there probably weren't too many people underwater at the time that they were filming. So they had to... Nah. You know, it's probably harder to release somebody Tip. underwater versus like if they were on dry land. In fact, Bill That's Butler, true. I remember uh, when I was in film school, I did a whole report on Bill Butler and uh, Jaws was, you know, in it because it's one of his biggest films. And he had to make new camera equipment or new um, apparatuses for the camera so that he could get those shots underwater and stuff. So it's like you're you're dealing with a movie where they were making a lot of new technology, trying out a lot of things. Nothing was really set in stone, so it was bound to have like a series of accidents. 
hell, the shark mm-hmm. barely worked that they made. They had, and they had three of them. And they just like all of three of them like were a pain in the ass to film with, according to mm-hmm. you know reports. Uh, one like fell to the bottom of the ocean or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. one's there. Um, that must be sad for other sharks to see sometimes. I know. <laughs> actually, actually, it's too cold for sharks to swim to the body of the ocean because it's cold down there. They like a little bit of warmer temperatures. That's why they're so much closer to the surface. Mm, that makes Shark sense. fun fact of the day. Also, just shout out to Steven Spielberg because, you know, this was his, like, um, it wasn't his directorial debut, but it was like his first big film that he worked on or that he directed and he was only like 28 when he directed this movie, which is crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Really? Only 28? That's so yeah, impressive. Yeah, because it came he came out in- The only one um, I could think of younger was, I think John Singleton was like 23 when he made Boys in the Hood, or 23 or 24, something like that. So I think wow. he's the only other youngest person I can think of who like directed a movie that was super successful. Yeah, which I can't think of too many movies nowadays where someone that young is like they're they're the, the a studio is putting trust in them to create that movie. The closest I could think of is Damien Chazelle when he made La La Whiplash. Land. He was That's like a, I think oh, in yeah, his twenties, like late twenties. I think he was just I, if he had not was about to turn thirty, he was like a year or two shy from thirty. That was that was what I was thinking too. Well, I was thinking of La La Land. And yeah. those two movies were because Whiplash was like his together. big, big breakout film. I've never heard of Whiplash. Ah, so it's the drum movie. It's the one where J.K. Simmons throws a throws a chair at Miles Teller's head <laughs> for for his drum. Skittles. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I kind of want to see that. <laughs> Got to put Whiplash on the Whiplash on the Witcher review. Comment below if you want to see a Whiplash review. Yes. That's good. Is it, it? So it's about the high school band. No, college or kind of college, like like a concert band though, like a jazz concert band, not a regular concert band. Oh, okay. Because when you said drumming, I was like thinking of like the drummers from band. Anyway, so Jaws, Jonathan, what was your initial <laughs> thoughts about rewatching Jaws? I don't know where I'm going with anything anymore. I, so um, I watched it today in IMAX and um just getting to it's weird but re like watching a movie that was originally made decades ago is a unique experience because not only like you could tell they uh do whatever they can to make it look you know still have that same um 1970s feel about it but you know they they retouch it and and do all that stuff to it but i remember back in the days when um i used to go to a movie and it was like on film or whatever and you would see those spots uh come up on the screen Mm -hmm. and i was thinking midway through the movie like this movie doesn't have those spots i'm sure if i watched it back in 1975 it would have those spots so that just that just uh stood out to me uh but other than that uh, I really enjoyed watching it. Um, the audience that I was in clapped at the end. I did not clap because because the not director that I wasn't anything... there. 
you know, <laughs> so that's probably the part of it. <laughs> Who knows? We're in LA. The, the director. <laughs> that's actually true. Okay, I, I thought of. I didn't. Th- I didn't think about that fact of your location. You. You. There. Uh, somebody might have there been might. there. Who's working been on Jaws? It's true. Um, <laughs> But not not because like I I'm totally averse. I know there are people who are like people who clap at the end of movies are the worst people on the planet. I'm not one of those people who are who judge people who I clap. Think at the worst. Movies. It just doesn't make sense. I judge. It just judge. doesn't make a I whole lot of sense. I absolutely judge. I think you're ridiculous if you do that. Don't do that. <laughs> that's just like <laughs> the worst is when there. they clap uh, during the movie for nothing that's that important. Like. Uh, <laughs> like a reference comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I know that reference. Uh-huh. Don't do that. The only time I'm, I thought it was somewhat appropriate was Battleship. Because in Battleship, there's a scene where, like, their battleship gets sunk. And they're like, the only battle. like we with still- Rihanna? Yeah, where they're like, we got to fight these aliens, but we don't have any more battleships. And then all these old dudes who are actual Navy, um, like, a- actual Navy uh Per, uh, personnel they actually served in the military are like don't worry young man we got you and then they just cut to this old ass battleship with all these older navy actual like navy uh veterans on the ship because you know they are they know how it works and the whole theater because i watched it opening day the whole theater clapped and i was like okay that's fair they served our country i guess you can give them like the applause right, even though they're not I'm here that's the only time <laughs> More so judging you, Jerome, to what are you doing on opening night at Battleship? It's more like my dad dragged me to go see Battleship opening night because he really wanted to see Battleship. He was really into Mm -hmm. it. Um, it's a bad movie. <laughs> it's really bad. So, so Jonathan, okay, we're going to move past that. Jonathan, uh, you didn't clap. Good for you. But I did enjoy the movie. Someone and- say crap. Crap. <laughs> Um, watching it as watching it as an adult i feel like i appreciated the performances uh a lot more um one line that stuck out to me just very randomly when the two guys the two guys who we first see trying to capture jaws um they put the roast in the water and the guy says uh Hey, we better catch him. That's my wife's uh, holiday roast. It's the 4th of July, or it's almost the 4th of July. When is a holiday roast anywhere near when you're... Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, when is a holiday roast? I get what you mean, yeah. What are you doing with a holiday roast? I mean, you can never be too prepared for Christmas. You know, Thanksgiving is just around the corner for 4th of July. (laughs) Just, Just... Gotta be ready. Or did he mean? Or did he mean it like? Yeah, he meant we'll like Fourth of July, like, so you can. But who's making a who's fucking making a roast, roast for July? White people. You have y'all forgotten who's in this movie? All right, there's a okay, reason. No, I'll, I'll give I'll give you some stuff about that screaming. But even they are not making a roast during Fourth of July. It's hot dogs and burgers and they put po- potato salad in the potato they salad. Make, it's still a summer food, and that's. Not acceptable what they do to it, but it, it is is acceptable type of dish. A roast is not. Maybe he meant it like he asked his wife to make a like a holiday roast, her best roast, and that's what they used because it's like, of oh, course, we're gonna catch him. It's my wife's holiday roast. Like we have to. Like there's no better tasting food. Maybe that's what he was saying. But like, or maybe also, the meat has nothing to do with it. Maybe on Fourth of July they just start roasting people. 
And he's just saying, you know, we got to be careful. We don't want to get eaten by the shark because I want to be there for this event. I've been waiting to talk some smack about the mayor. I've been, I've been I don't dying. Think in 1975, the word roast was used. As it actually was. They were doing comedy roast back in the 60s. Really? Yeah. That's a fun fact. Like back during like Sinatra and stuff time, they used to do roast. You know, back then it was like, it wasn't, it was like a kind of, well, it wasn't, probably wasn't called roast. It was like the man of the hour type thing. That's what I mean. Like they, the, the terminology roast. I don't think was a thing until much later. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Joan Rivers was around the seventies, right? She, like, so she was. She was around. Joan Rivers for, again. She was roasting people up the yin yang. But <laughs> did she call them roasts? I. I don't know. Maybe Jonathan. Yeah, look it up while you while you finish sharing your thoughts. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I enjoyed the movie. I had a fun ride. Um, uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun watching it watching it on the big screen. For the first time on the big screen. Um, I've never seen it in theaters. I never thought of it. Yeah, none of us have actually had a chance to see it in theaters until now. I still want to. I think I'm probably still going to go watch it in theaters when I have a moment. Because I think it'd be cool. And I want to see it in 3D. Although the film, it's interesting to see films in 3D when they were never meant to be seen in 3D. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're showing and, it in 3D, too. Yeah. It's interesting how they remake it. Because I did that with. Um. Wow, what is that Jack Skellington movie? Oh, Nightmare Before the Christmas. Most fa- yeah, the mm-hmm. most famous one, Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> I saw it in 3D, and it oh, it just felt a little bit off when watching it in 3D. Okay, because I, there were parts, you know, where they pushed out and everything, and it was like fine, but then it was just like, oh, I forgot it was in 3D. Sorry, this but. is off topic, but I just found like just found it. So check it out. The first uh uh. His recorded history of roast was in 1949 God. at the New York Friars Club, and the roastee was Maurice Chevalier. And then the first televised one was Craft Music Hall from 1968 to 1971, included broadcast of the Friars Club roasts. So yes, and then Dean Martin, of course, made it famous with the Dean Martin celebrity roast later in the 70s. So, so it still applies. My joke still holds water. <laughs> All this time. Did you, like just a roast stop, in the water. Uh, did you just stop conversation to verify your joke? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the true, true comedy geniuses do. They they look it up on Google as they're doing the show. <laughs> anyway. So it was it was uh his wife's comedy hour. It wasn't That's right. the wife's actual roast. You're just gonna be roasting her the entire time. Just like, you know, making all the sexist jokes. He knew she could take it. It was the seventies. It was a different time. Uh, anyway, Jaws is great, and uh, you should watch. <laughs> you should watch it. Are we still talking about Jaws? Is that the movie we're reviewing? Is that what's going on? Uh, yeah, uh, Jaws is fantastic. It's a good movie. Um, it's filled with really good cinematography. Bill Butler, man, at the top of his game, killing it with the cinematography. And Robert Shaw is one hell of a character actor. Like he just brings that mm-hmm. character, like the second, although cut your nails, like the fact that, cause I mean, it's not done well in the like audio of the movie, but the implication is that his nails are so thick that he I can know. scratch them on the chalkboard and every, a whole room of people get quiet. So that tells me you need to take yourself on down to the nearest manicure slash pedicure place and get you fixed up my, my guy. Cause that is messed up. 
Uh, although he has the best line. That's my favorite line in Jaws. Uh, even though it's so simple, he's like, I'll capture, I'll catch him for three, but I'll kill him for 10. And I was just like, man, that's good. It's just the way he says it, the way he delivers it. He's just so uh, encapsulated. He's like, I got him, but I'm going to let him go. That means be like, be free. If he caught him for 3000 the second he gets the money, okay. No, no, what are you doing? I sold, I told you I'd kill him, I'd capture him for three. You wanted him dead, you should have paid me the other seven. Anyway, I'm going to go. He was, <laughs> he was like the most perfect person for that role. I can't think of anyone else who would be able to do that role because it was a perfect combination of like mysterious but also oh you have these layers underneath you Mm -hmm. uh but also like okay you're doing things that are a little like uh you're questionable um but also it's like oh these are interesting tactics that you're using to capture the shark but then it's also like you know when he gets killed it's like Oh, I could see how that happened, but also mm-hmm. like I feel You're for. You're also kind of a drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although- it was interesting the trio they had that went on to go like shark hunting. Like, yes, let's go get um, a salty sea dog, a scientist, and then mm-hmm. a scientist who none of them have really experience in shark hunting. Because one's, I think, a whaling ship or just a normal fisherman ship. Another one's a steady person. Another one's, you know, a cop. Well, the seafarer, you know, the Quint, he probably has hunted a few sharks, probably. Just nothing, like, this dangerous. He's probably gotten, like, other shark stuff. It's still, like, that's... A, yeah, but then you add on these two other guys that, like, what one guy even refuses to go into the water anymore. <laughs> Although, Brody, I will say, that scene, I, like... That scene when the lady uh, the, uh, who's mourning her son shows up and she smacks Brody. Uh, she's like, this is your fault. And then uh, after she's gone, um, uh, what's his, uh, What's it? The mayor, Vaughn, he's all like, she didn't mean that. I'm like, I know she didn't because it's your fault. It, like, I'm not taking responsibility <laughs> for this. I did not do anything wrong. I told you to shut the beach down and you come up, coming up to me talking about some, well, this is summer town. We need 4th of July. Yeah, well, his summer ass just got eight. So now what? <laughs> also, it was a shark. What is he going to do? Arrest the shark? <laughs> also, she should have... No, just close the beach and then hunt it down. <laughs> He's not going to come out with also, handcuffs, law and order, ocean edition. It just, <laughs> just put him in cuffs. If, if she was told... Because in the scene, she says, I just found out that you knew. So... Who told her also, and why did they tell her that the mayor, yeah, and, and why did they tell her that the mayor also knew so she could slap the mayor too? Like, why did she, this, the mayor was right there. Why did she slap him? I assume in her mind, it's like, you're a cop. So you, you can, if you tell people not what to do, they'll do it. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, <laughs> it's like, the mayor's he my boss. Have that much, like, I don't have that yeah. much power. As you think, lady. Maybe she was afraid of getting like kicked out the city if she slapped the man. But I also <laughs> feel like that's a lot to ask from a sheriff. Yeah, I wanted you to close down the beaches, make sure nobody went on the beach. Also, go hunt down a shark because that's clearly within your pay grade. <laughs> and it's your all aquatic life is safe to be swum around this beach. And then that would have been fine. I think it's more that's like a little, that's a little out of your pay grade. I think he hunted the shark though, because he's like, "There's nothing else happening in this city, all right? There's no murders. People don't steal things. 
I, you know, I, like, we don't have a law and order show based around our town because not <laughs> enough of that crime happens. The only thing interesting is this shark. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to kill the shark. Maybe get a suntan, you know, <laughs> make the most. You of know it. how you, I, Jaws relates to today very well. And hear me out. COVID-19. Just, there the way was you a said it was like a TED talk. Like, <laughs> it really was. Like I was like into it and you're like, COVID-19. I'm like, okay, how's this going to change my life? <laughs> there were not only one, but two confirmed deaths from the shark. Mm-hmm. Ooh. People still ba- went back into the water. Oh, a shark killed another person. Uh, people were still like cautious, but they still went back into the water. COVID nineteen. People died. Oh, we don't really social distancing. We don't we're wearing a mask. Whatever. More people still died. Mm-hmm. Oh, do we really? Oh, I don't want to wear the. Oh, more people died. Boom. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, like if you want to see more of John Bond's TED Talks, uh, go on down to the first one. All my credibility is ruined now. (laughs) I don't know. I've seen some of the people that give TED Talks. I don't know. I can assure you. I mean, Kid Cudi did a TED Talk. Okay. (laughs) There you go. Uh, actually, I agree with that because even that scene, the pe- the beach is like pe- even after two confirmed shark kills, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the shark has been handled." But everybody's like, "Uh, if you just like Googled, or I guess the Google was in existence back then, if you just learned, <laughs> if you just read, <laughs> went to your local library, just like, and talked, you to- should Google it." I'm sorry, what? What did you just what? say to me? You son of a bitch! You should have Googled it. <laughs> like you just insult me. Go Google yourself. <laughs> Go I can Google see why people thought, go Google yourself. You bastard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, everyone in the crowded beach after all that shit happened. Seen and in the then, papers. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. But after Seen reading the, the papers, papers, you should know. After seeing the Daily Amity or Gazette TV. or something. But they went like all to the beach. It's all crowded. And then the shark comes up again. And everyone was like, oh my God, how could this happen to us? Nobody fucking listened. <laughs> so the one person telling you. Maybe stay home. Maybe swimming's not a great idea this time. Maybe go to another beach or something. Nope, it's our economy. Well, look what happened now. People are being eaten on your beach. Doesn't look so great now, does it? Mm-hmm. I did feel bad for the shark at times, though. <laughs> because I know how sharks actually are. So I was like, you guys are just being mean. This You're one's rabid. Water. This one is not to be trusted. He's got a... He's got... I'm a sorry. Taste of You're human upset meat. with the shark for defending his home. That's People not his home. His water. He's not from here. He came over here. He is the intruder, not them. And Speaking I feel of like, sounding like white I people. Like I, remember, I feel like I remember. <laughs> I've, I think I remember hearing. Obviously, I wasn't there for like the release of this movie. None of us were. Um, but I feel like I remember hearing like that this movie caused people to be scared of the water. I can I mean, see that. I'm, yeah, I'm reading about uh, the film was said to have caused a single case of cinematic neurosis in a 17 year old female viewer. Um, but one day, uh, 
The symptoms first presented as sleep disturbances and anxiety, but one day later, the patient was screaming, sharks, sharks, and experiencing convulsions. That's weird. That was a reaction? Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like that shouldn't only affect if, like, unless you're in the water a lot, or I, probably she had other issues then. Maybe. Maybe. I just, it's it's weird, like, how into movies people get. I mean, some things make sense, like the Blair Witch stuff, where it's like, the marketing for that film, it was that they, you know, because Blair Witch Project is supposed to be like found footage, but that's before found footage was really a thing. So the marketing they did for it was they put out missing posters for the actors and didn't tell anybody what the movie was about. So a lot of people thought people oh, yeah. were actually missing and they and they called the parents of the of the actors and actresses and they were just like, my child is fine. They're making a movie. I know where they are. Uh, so like that's slightly different, but the the idea that like someone would watch this movie and then immediately think to themselves like oh all sharks are dangerous is crazy because it's like that's not true, and anybody who do even like a slight bit of shark research would know that of like not all sharks are are dangerous. You have some sharks that are bottom feeders like nurse sharks. You have some sharks that are territorial, but if as long as you stay out of their territory, they don't care. They're not gonna bother you. You know, it's just, it's, there's whale sharks. There's like so many different types of sharks. Yeah. I have a thrasher shark on my arm. The little guy I like to show him off. Mm. cute. So it's like, there's some, there's some cool sharks out there. They're just regular creatures amongst the ocean folk. I thought, just the way people were in this film, I could see easily how they did it really well. Because sometimes I think in films like this where they're trying to do not a mass hysteria, but a mass group that's not listening. They kind of overdo it when they have somebody trying to warn the crowd, almost making it seem like they're crazy. Like um, in Ghostbusters, the newest one, where she goes into the restaurant and she even calls the guy, you're like the mayor from Char- from Jaws. He's like, never compare me to him. <laughs> Um, it's that like one individual that you're trying to like, who's trying to be reasonable, be like, Hey, listen to me, listen to me. And they, they make them go off and seem crazy. The sheriff Brody. Yep. Brody. Yeah. Sheriff Brody never seemed crazy in any of this. This man, they kept his character like cool and reasonable. And like, it felt more legit when he made a complaint or when he said something like stressful. You never thought like, okay, maybe his character is getting a bit out of hand. Maybe mm, his character needs to like calm down. Like you felt with so many other characters. His was like, you should you you should probably listen to him. He's talking in such an even tone. Like cl- clearly he's know something, and it made it feel like you know the mayor's reasoning was more ridiculous because he would get a little more emotional about it too. So I like how. In Jaws, that was flipped compared to, like, I see in a lot more movies where they have the person trying to warn people, start acting erratically and very stressed and being like, I'm trying to warn everybody. Like Final Destination. Yeah, but also you are screaming at the top of your lungs. You are sweaty and getting super close to my face. (laughs) I'm not going to really trust that. Um, And they kept his character so cool and intense and just like, and even near the the end where he's like, all right, I'm going to go hunt a shark. You're like, yeah, I don't feel like you've ever shark hunted before, but I have confidence in your confidence. You, you seem like the man to do it. And he he does live at the end. Yep. I think he's unconscious a little bit at the end, but he lives through it. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that Hooper is, uh, 
treated like a person in this story. Oftentimes the scientist person always is like, because they're so smart, they seem like they're not a part of humanity. They basically are just like, like whatever their science is, is their entire personality. It's like, uh, you know, like, cause the, the one I, and the one I can compare this to that's like closest to this, it reminds me of this is Charlie Day in uh, Pacific Rim where his character, he, he kind of looks like in this movie, he kind of looks like Charlie Day too. Yeah. He's the scientist who studied the monsters, but that's all there is to him. And, uh, and then outside of that, he's just this wacky, like nerd character. And Hooper in this is like, he's a person. He's cool. Like he can be very like reasonable if they're, if you're being reasonable and he can be very jovial. He tells jokes. And he like messes around. But when he's serious, he's serious. He's like, nah, like, let me tell you, like, first of all, this is a shark attack. Whoever said that this is a boat did this to this woman is stupid and they deserve to burn in hell. But the point is, is that this is a shark. And it's like Hooper's treated like really well. Richard Dreyfus does a great job playing him and bringing a lot of humanity to him. And, but he still seems like the smartest man in the room. And that's a, a great balance to see in character because, you know, you don't want that character to feel annoying, which is Charlie Day's character in Pacific Rim. <laughs> so. it's, a, it's like a lot of characters, a lot of scientist characters. They're very seen as odd and eccentric. And like when you're like going to go meet them in their lab or something, you get the startle. You, you're always it, it's always that you're introduced to this character by getting startled. They come at you like wearing like goofy giant goggles or like an erratic moment where they're talking to a fish or something like that. He he presents himself in a very professional manner. Like I've met a couple scientists in my life and they act more like him where they're like, hello, I'm a human being. <laughs> this is what I'm studying. But also, you know, I have a family, I have a life, I have pastimes and all these other things. Mm -hmm. So I will agree with you. I think they did a lot of they did a lot of good to these characters. They never belittled any character. They didn't have a lot of characters standing on stereotype or on this whole, you know, theory that like, oh, you have to really focus just this is the character. That's all they are. One of my favorite scenes is when they're all drunk together on the boat sharing stories. And it seems like it would be just a fun time to be around. Mm -hmm. Like having drinks, sharing stories, and they're like showing their scars. There's a scene where um, Hooper and the sea dog, what was his Quint. character's name? Like Quint, where like their legs were tangled while they were showing each other scars. They're like, look at this one. They're like, no, look at this one. Mm -hmm. It's just like a funny moment. And a lot of films also like this, where they're, you know, going to hunt the big bad or something like that. There is a heavy sense of like, Ma uh, like toxic masculinity where they're trying to prove like oh I am the strongest oh I am the strongest but here it seems like three silly friends just trying to tell each other s stories of their scars and being stupid and there's no heavy of like this is me being a man it's more just like we're hunting down this shark because we need to hunt down the shark which is also very refreshing when you think about it because again when you're hunting the big old bad they do try to push that like Oh, I'm the strongest. I'm the biggest man. I'm going to do it. It's just like, nope, somebody needs to do it. We have to do it. The shark needs to go down. Mm -hmm. Which again, I am very against. But that is still one of my favorite scenes because I think it's just a nice, like, calm scene right before. Of course, it's the calm before the storm before everything happens. And I think it's nice that they got to have this moment together before one of them is eaten 
alive. And the other two are badly bruised and have to paddleboard I mean, back to shore. <laughs> Quint was doomed from the beginning because he's clearly based off of like uh, <clears throat> instinct. No, Ahab from um, Moby Dick of just this like old seafarer who's like he's he's born he was born by the sea and damn it he's gonna die in the sea. Like that's that's where he belongs. Well, that means he's based off of instinct too. There you go. Mm-hmm. He's, he was born to die, but aren't we all? <laughs> that wasn't. I was trying to go for something better, More but that came out really. Yeah. I don't know. It came out also sad. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, um, yeah, I I really like the character work in this. Uh, Rush Rush too. He's fantastic as Brody. He brings a lot of sympathy to him because you don't get to learn a lot about Brody outside of the fact that he used to be, he's a cop from New York who's now here. You know, he's kind of a fish out of water type thing because he's like he's been sheriff here but he still isn't from here so he doesn't understand it um, the same way like people who are up the there do. Yeah, you know, he's afraid of the water. So it's like we get enough small things from him to get a sense of who he is and then it's like through uh, through his actions we get to learn how honorable he is how reasonable he is like even after his son nearly dies from the shark attack um he doesn't yell at vaughn or anything he's just like look it's over all right but you know what that's okay because you still have a chance to do the right thing sign this paper so that we can get this man to help me go find this shark like come on like playtime's over and he's he's very just like reasonable about it. He's not yeah. he's not angry, or at least at least if he is angry, he's not like outwardly like bursting angry or yelling or anything, which is something that could easily fit in that scene. But he plays it a lot more uh, measured, and I think Roy Scheider just has that that um, gravitas to him, where he can kind of just command the room, even though he's not being loud or being. Uh, erratic. I, I think that's why you, when you see them like go to, you know how it's really going to end because back in the 70s it was pretty I mean there's always a plot line for films there's always a pretty steady plot line you know you can follow but it gives you more encouragement or it makes you believe more that yes this shark will be hunted and found and stuff because of his measured appearance when he's talking to Vaughn nearing the end He's just like, yeah, sign it. We're going to go. We're going to take care of it. And you really believe it because you're just like, yeah, he's cool. He's collected. He can clearly think about things without like freaking out because everybody's just freaking out with the sharks. And he's the only one that's like, well, let's go hunt the shark. No, we need to open the beach. All right. Open the beach. People die. Now we should really just go hunt this shark. And like, oh, okay, Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point about, you know, uh, kind of the formula of the movie um because yeah you do kind of know that they are going to end up capturing and most likely killing the shark at the end because of the of the way the characters are uh approached in the movie um you know you have uh uh the character brody um who like you guys mentioned, is like calm, cool, collected. Um, there's nothing really dislikable about the three people abor- aboard the uh, the boat versus if these people were completely dis- dis- unlikable, um, they had character flaws. Um, 
And like they, in bodies, bodies, bodies. There was literally not a character you wanted to see. <laughs> you were right. You'd be rooting completely for the shark. fine with that whole cast dying. Yeah. Yeah. You, you in that case, you'd be rooting for the shark. Like I want the shark to eat all these people. Um, but because it just seems like the shark is on a random rampage, you know, the shark ate a kid. At that point, people after the kid, people would be like, "Okay, the shark got to go." He wants an appetizer. Um, yeah. And then he, he's yeah. hoping for the main course to come in later when they have more people swimming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only thing yeah, that could have got people uh, <laughs> chasing the shark down harder um, was if the, he ate a dog. The shark ate like a pet or something. There was a dog. The second he ate the dog, mm-hmm. everyone would just be like, damn it, this shark needs to be stopped. <laughs> there, is, uh-huh. there is no more. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to agree, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I am oh, I am surprised that they kept Hooper alive. I understand why they kept Brody alive. Brody's the, the sheriff. He's, he's the main he's character. Take, he's the main character. He's got a family. Hooper, they didn't let us know, even though they allowed him to have a personal life, they didn't share it too much. You got like those fun stories, the thing. But like, I actually would have predicted his character dying off because you didn't get to have that time to get attached to him and all that stuff. And he seemed like, but he's the one that technically ends up killing. No, no. Is it? No, it's Brody who shoots the tank. I, mm-hmm. I know it's Brody who puts the tank in his mouth. But it's also him that shoots it with Quinn's gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Hooper didn't really do much. Well, Hooper, I mean, he uh, paddled them back. Yeah, he paddled them back. And also he drove the boat. Sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but, still, but he messed up more often because he has some butterfingers. Yeah. Anytime like he was in the water, he dropped something that was crucial to the mission. Like when he dropped the tooth, when he dropped the flashlight, when he dropped the spear that they were supposed to stab him with, like he has some butterfingers. Damn it, yeah, Jonathan, look, I'm a right, scientist, not a wide end. receiver. I can't, <laughs> I can't keep it in my hands. I have been watching far too much Star, Star Trek recently. I'm glad you got that reference, realized, Alex. I appreciate that. I'm sorry. You didn't think I would understand that reference? Um, growing up, my mom used to call me Spock. And then I remember. I was like, oh, yeah. And then I was like, I'm watching it as an adult. I'm like, I feel like that's a little bit of an insult. But as I'm older, I turned into bones. <laughs> I like my friends, and those are the only people I'm willing to tolerate. <laughs> Thinking of things getting shot, those kids deserve to be shot. We are in the middle of a damn crisis. Y'all out here playing jokes with sharks. And then on top of that, their little joke made it so that all the boats that were on patrol to find the shark were away from the one place the damn shark was. You cost lives that day. But those boats, those boats weren't gonna do nothing anyway. Maybe yeah. not, but at least like maybe we'll never know because they were never in position. <laughs> Thanks to these two kids, <laughs> and they almost got shot, parents? mind you. Because remember, the guns were already pointed. The guns were drawn. If they had stayed underwater for speared. a little bit they longer, speared. That's worse. <laughs> At least shot. They probably would have died instantly. Speared, they would have felt the pain. They would have suffered in the water. <laughs> well, I mean, after what they did, maybe they do deserve to suffer a little bit. <laughs> no, I do not encourage children getting speared. That's true. First one to die does not promote child murder. It's just the fact of 
<laughs> they just need a b- good behind cutting though when they get I home. I feel like you could have put I'm it in so many, could have put it in such a better way. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I think it was weird that Hooper stayed alive, but good for him. Good for him surviving. And they were able to paddle backwards, but you were right. He did drop a lot of stuff, especially in that final moment. I they You know, they had to have Brody be the, you know, here and all. But in that final moment, Hooper was in the safe cage that he was getting hit. The shark was hitting him, but he was still like the safest character of all. Mm-hmm. And then he went and dropped their only way. And he's yeah, like, oh, he damn it. <laughs> so they have to have it that the shark literally explodes for them to be saved. <laughs> Which was such a, I feel like it shouldn't have been as big of an explosion as it was. But also, I don't know what the explosion looks like when a pressurized scuba tank actually blows up. Well, I mean, I it feel depends like it on so what it's... And such more fire. It depends too. on what it's in. You know what I mean? Like, if it's if it's just by itself, it's probably not that big of an explosion. But if it's inside of a person, that air is going to make the explosion bigger because it needs to Technically, leave. Technically, it, it to... wasn't inside the shark I mean, it was in though. its mouth. So it's like... It was like right here. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. technically, he just... Blew off the jaw of Jaws. He probably blew off his jaw and then a little, little bit of his brain. Because Shark's brain is like pretty up front. I actually don't know where the shark's brain is. At least if I remember <laughs> I my, rub, my biology class. I want to rub their little snoot well. one day. <laughs> that's, that's a, they say that's how you stop them, is you bop them on the nose. Just bop. And they would turn around. You need to get close enough to a shark to bop it on the nose. No, I, I want to rub their little nose. I want to pet the nose of a shark someday. I'm fine with my current relationships with sharks, <laughs> which is not at all, which is complicated. Technically, right. you moved closer to where sharks are than us. <laughs> that's true. Well, there are, you, you guys are still near an ocean. As and well. also, that's because uh, Jonathan doesn't like danger because we are closer to the even more dangerous predator, the killer whale. Easily the the <laughs> AKA true. the serial killer of the ocean because they are just straight up murderers. Actually, no dolphins. Dolphins, dolphins well, dol- are murderers and rapists. Dolphins too, but killer whales are actually more dangerous than dolphins because they're in the same family. That's why they do a lot of the same things, but they're bigger and have more power than dolphins too. I want to see who's more dangerous. Who is more dangerous? Killer whales. <laughs> That being said, dolphins are really smart and can kill sharks, actually, if there's a pot of them. Oh, they do kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dolphins kill um, sharks. Dolphins also get high with puffer fishes. <laughs> oh, I heard that. Hey, dog, yeah. you want to smoke this puffer fish? Yeah, pass that real quick. <laughs> puff gives a new meaning to puff, puff, pass. <laughs> I will give you that. That was right. funny. That was clever. That was All right, you win. John Bond on the on the board with one. <laughs> Can we forget that name? I have not mentioned your name in like a That's on you. A solid. Okay. That's your fault. <laughs> Who somebody um, is called Jer Bear though? Who's called Jer Bear? I mean, uh, I've heard a lot of people named. I've heard that nicknames for like Jeremy. I've heard that for a lot of Jeremy people. I've heard that for a lot of Gary people because uh in spongebob Gar- uh, oh, like gary's been called gare bear a lot of Gare-bear, times gare bear oh, gare yeah. bear yeah. i was like i think i've heard it for a cartoon or something i will say hooper and 
uh, Brody look exactly alike in certain pictures. Just one has a beard and one doesn't. Also, um, Richard Dreyfus looks completely different now. He does. He, does. he looks well, so different than he did when he was younger. Maybe it's the lack of beard, but he looks like another person. He looks completely different than what he did in the 70s. I... He does. It's been around a like, long older picture dude. It's been around a long time, he was, man. He's been around a long yeah, time. Yeah, I didn't realize how much how much how much he's been in. He was at one point the youngest actor ever to win the Academy Award for Best Actor in 1978, age 30 for the Goodbye Girl. Interesting. Wow. There's a lot of impressive people who have worked on this film. Yeah. The more you guys tell me stuff, I, I didn't realize how much came out of this from the I film. know. And I was and I was reading up for on the Wikipedia page at least it says um that Spielberg compiled uh with a request from Zanuck and Brown to cast known actors. He wanted to avoid hiring any big stars. He felt that somewhat anonymous performers would help the audience believe this was happening to people like you and me. Whereas stars bring out a lot of memories along with them, and those memories can sometimes corrupt the story. The director added that in his plans, the superstar was going to be the shark. <laughs> it makes sense. Most I like most that. Like, though. It, I like uh, that. Could, like Jaws was considered a horror movie at its time. Now it's like considered like a thriller. But um, during the time, like the idea, like that would have been the time where, yeah, like horror movie characters, like the monster was always the star, not the the cast. So that makes sense. Also, fun yeah. fact: uh, Richard Dreyfuss's most recent um, role that he's played is in a uh, TV series short called Bubble Guppies, in which he played Captain A Crab, and it's like a little and then in the episode called The Jawsome Shark Venture. At least he knows what he's doing and he leans right, right into it. He's like, I know, I know what's going on. I'm doing the guppies. Made a full circle. Yeah, and it is spelled uh, Jawsome, like Jaws some shark adventure. <laughs> so it's in I reference say to Jaws. Awesome sauce a lot, and apparently that's a very old like saying. I say awesome I possum sometimes. That. Awesome po- I say awesome sauce, and somebody was like I don't hear that anymore. And I'm like, I heard it on commercial and I liked it. <laughs> um, fun fact, there aren't a lot of Jaws in Jaws. The shark doesn't fully appear in a shot until one hour and 20 minutes into the two-hour film. Yep. The reason is it isn't shown is because the mechanical shark was built rarely work during filming. Yep. So Spielberg had to create inventive ways not to show the shark. I was thinking about that, and it makes sense, but it actually, I think it actually adds it to it. It adds to the horror, especially with that scene, yeah. which it's an accidental scene, but it's that, that scene when Brody's uh, throwing chum in the water, and the shark pops up, and that's the first time you see it, and it pops up out right. the water, and it scares the hell out of him. And that's the... But, and right, and that's the uh, that's the famous. We're gonna need a. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Right, but that was an accidental <laughs> scene because the shark wasn't supposed to pop up. Then it just happened to do that, so that's it true. actually scared Roy Scheider. He was like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> and then they. Uh, but the only part that's actually the the real improv of it is from that angle when he stands up and says, "We're gonna need a bigger boat." That's you know they for continuity's sake. Well, he they cut it together that way. He walks. He walks backwards. Because people think, oh, like, I think a lot of how people remember the scene is that the shark pops up and he's like, oh, we're going to need a bigger boat. He actually walks backwards on the boat into the into the little area 
to where like Hooper's messing with something and Hooper's like, what? What's going on? What's with your face? And he's like, we're going to need a bigger vote. So there's a, the scene's actually much longer mm-hmm. than I think people remember sometimes. And there's much more to it. And, and yeah, he says the line that. again a couple minutes later. He does. He actually says it twice. Mm-hmm. So, And I think the second time is when he's closer to the water. So I think people just cut those two <laughs> scenes together. It's... Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I love that improv because I, I love that it's just like the shark because I love the I, I love stuff like that. My other favorite one of an accidental accidental scare is Die Hard when uh, Hans Gruber is being hold, held up by Bruce Willis or uh, or is about to shoot Bruce Willis with the gun at the end. And uh, then he falls and you see that look of like just straight up shock in his face. It's because they were supposed to do a countdown for. um the actor uh, whose name I can't remember right now um, to give him like a, a three count of like a one, two, three, and then drop him. They dropped him at two. So his look of shock is legit. Cause he's actually falling and it scared the hell out of him <laughs> that they dropped him. And I'm like, that's great. I mean, they knew he'd be fine. So <laughs> that's why they did it. But still, <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah no i love those when you find out you're like oh yeah that was a really good reaction and then you learn like oh no that actually happened and we just kept it in because we thought it would look better um side note richard dreyfus was mr centipede in james and the giant peach i did not know, I did not know that either that's cool i still haven't seen james and the giant peach. oh we gotta Ooh, add maybe, that on the retro review list right i was about to say <laughs> i like how there's certain movies i say i just haven't seen as a kid and like a lot of friends are like, what? Why? You need to watch it now. Go watch it now. And I'm like, is it going to be as prevalent as it was when it, you watched in childhood to me as an adult? <laughs> and I've gotten that a yes I, for the Robin Hood one, the, the where they're, they're foxes. I say Chicken Run oh, too. Oh, the Disney one? Chicken Run is going to be... Oh, Chicken It's going to change your life. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll watch <laughs> that when Chicken Run 2 comes out next year. It's never coming <laughs> out. Or is it supposed to come out in 2015? The movie don't, don't exist. Okay, there's only one chicken run. They're making a chicken run too. You can't recreate the magic, John Bond. All right? Chicken it's done. <laughs> the king. <laughs> oh, no. Actually. <laughs> oh, no. Jonathan's been attacked by shark. <laughs> oh, no. His name killed him. <laughs> I feel like in the back of my mind, I have seen chicken run. I have. I just don't recall it. <laughs> I don't. They're like the. They're like the Play-Doh. I mean, they are made of clay. Yeah, they're. It's uh from the same people who gave who made Wendell and Gromit. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan, you remember how you said we Wallace and we, Well, thank you. I'm sorry. I don't know where Wendell came from. Damn, <laughs> Jonathan corrected you on a movie. Wendell is like damn. Is, I don't know. Maybe Wendell and Gromit is like the the bootleg version that was made by another company. <laughs> <laughs> uh Jonathan, you were mentioned how we just call the Jaws Jaws. Uh-huh. Uh so I'm looking at like little facts here. Steven Spielberg took inspiration for Jaws from his legal counsel. That a director nicknamed the shark Bruce after his lawyer Bruce Rammer, who represented right. other celebrities like George Clooney. So technically the shark was named Bruce. They say that at Universal too. When you go on the uh studio tour, they're like, hey, it's Bruce. 
I wonder how that lawyer felt. Like, oh, it's so I'm funny. Spielberg's calling. Uh, sh- yeah, or like it was an honor for a second. Like, oh, Spielberg is calling the shark Bruce after me. Everybody's doing it now. And then he like in his 80s is going on the Universal door. Hey, look, it's Bruce. God damn it, Spielberg. <laughs> Which speaking of the Universal tour, I remember when we went there and we went on it and I hadn't gone on the Universal tour in like years since I was a kid. And even yeah, then, I went the in Jaws Florida. segment. Yeah, well, I was gonna say something else. How they tell you, "Ooh, it looks like we have an open uh, soundstage, and we're gonna go in it today." But it's part of the thing. They made me believe. They like actually had me believe that we were about to step off. I mean, me too. Honestly, I thought for sure we we're gonna go into a soundstage, and then when we went in there, it's just like, "Oh, what? Oh, what is this? I see the rails." This isn't this isn't a real sound. These are lies. We're on a track right now. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that too. Honestly, I remember, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." So they had all all of us full. I was like, "Okay, I wonder what we're passing through." Mm-hmm. But that should have been a clue. Like they probably wouldn't let us pass right, through. They wouldn't let us pass through stage. the whole cart of people <laughs> through a sound stage. <laughs> hey, you fill them in, Ellen, real hey, quick. But- <laughs> <laughs> but at Warner Brothers, y'all at Warner Brothers, it's the real deal. It is. I've been on the Warner Brothers studio you... tour. It's actually the real deal. Yeah. You actually do get to walk around. And, you know, I didn't get to go. I mean, I, I want well, to go next time. Yeah, I did it and when I oh, went to yeah. Burbank and it was paid for by DC Comics. So it doesn't quite, it wasn't quite a enjoyable trip. And I only worked there for three months. Yeah. Uh, it was an uh, enjoyable trip, but not a joinable trip. No. <laughs> Unless you were there, I still. But they did add. They did the Universal tour. Did add uh, the Nope set. They added the uh, the uh, the house the carnival like area. Oh, okay. No, yeah, oh. The, they added that to the tour. So so now you get to pass by that as well. Cool. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I would love to. That was a cute. I like the little uh, how she took the pictures. That was really oh, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you're also like looking down into a well. I don't feel like that's going to be your best face. <laughs> at what point um, does the monkey show up, though, on the tour? That's a good question. They actually filmed that monkey part at Warner Brothers. <laughs> Makes sense. They, they're just going to throw they a f- toy monkey at somebody and freak them out. <laughs> 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 Without warning, toy monkey comes out. And you get to keep it. Like, meanwhile, monkey! Ah! <laughs> anyway did you know jaws is also rated pg yeah well that's because pg-13 really? didn't exist at that time oh, back yeah, in the right. day there was only the ratings that existed were g pg-13 r and x x was nine to seven pg not pg or uh, pg thank you um which is why a lot of movies that were like that would be considered PG thirteen today are still rated PG because no one's ever changed them. Like Titanic, for example, where you have a topless woman in that movie, it's rated PG. Also in this movie too. Technically, yeah. What like yeah. Homegirl is totally nude, and it's first, like even though it's dark, you can in still the first, see like. <laughs> Five minutes, yeah. But also, uh, PG-13 was only created after Spiel- Spielberg's next film, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Interesting. That's oh. when they changed it, where maybe uh, it may be a little too intense uh, for this. The bo- the movie poster originally read, maybe too intense for younger children. I could see how somebody getting whipped around by a shark could be a little intense for young children. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and also, I mean, it could it could mess you I up. I don't know. I don't feel like young children needed to see a naked woman go into a, go into the ocean and get devoured. Maybe it'll have parents open up a dialogue with their kids. <laughs> I don't know. If the shark hadn't shown uh, up, kids, uh, what they would have done is what a lot of adults do when they really like each other, but only when they're married. And if they're Christian. So, <laughs> just... <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm gonna. So, uh, final thoughts, guys. Yeah. Um... <laughs> you know what time it was in 1975. That's how that conversation would have went back then. I don't know. I don't know how things are in there. 1975. I don't want to know how conversation in 1975. We wouldn't be allowed on the same mom. beaches. That's true. But also, also I don't know, also, you know woman, they so had some black been, people she, she, in she on that beach. It. There were there were some. I saw them. They just they just right. weren't main characters. That's all. <laughs> they weren't important enough. I can guarantee you, my mom. If 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 uh, the Jaws cinematic universe was real, if it was in real life, I can guarantee you, my mom would have said, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm not." First of, of all, no. that movie would never star black people because back in the 70s, the 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 jerry curl was in full effect. So they were not getting in the water because they'll be damned if they messed their hair up that day. <laughs> they weren't getting in anyway. They was gonna be like so they were safe just off of the hair grease alone. Um, but also, I just thought about this. Do you think they should do you think anybody would be daring enough to remake this movie? No. Maybe no. hasn't there been a Jaws musical? I think so. Well, yeah, it's Bruce, like there right? Has. There's Bruce. We just talked about Made, oh, yeah, that's like right. based around the the making of Jaws. Wait oh, a minute. Yeah. We forgot the nickname of the shark. When well, last week we talked about Bruce. Yeah. I didn't forget. <laughs> I just didn't bring it up cuz Why did you mention it? It's not important. It's important. Things are important. Little things are important. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. It'd be called The Jaws. It'd have a CG shark. I feel like they could make a movie. Like maybe they could turn that musical into a movie. Oh, that could be neat. About the making of. Yeah, like yeah. they could make a movie about the making of Jaws, but I don't think they could do a direct recreation of it or even a sequel well there are I'm sequels about to say there are sequels and they bad i would love it to be a musical they should make a jaws musical and just make it very stars like, all queen music like ah yeah and then it's just this it's very dramatic just a shark singing don't stop me now i'm chopping up a good time <laughs> yeah he's eating people you know jonathan you give that look but i would like honestly i would watch that movie that play so like i'd be the first one there <laughs> Chopping up a like good y'all make jokes, but I would be there for Queen and Jaws. Hell yeah, We're having a ball. <laughs> like a... a crossover you never expected. No, no, no. Hold on, it's a crossover we Chopping need. Chopping up a good time. She's about to get mauled. There we go. <laughs> it writes itself. You know what, Jonathan? We'll work together. We'll write it together. Alex, what are your final thoughts? <laughs> oh, why are you bringing me into this? <laughs> uh, as I said, I've always enjoyed Jaws. I like Jaws. Uh, I like how the characters uh, don't play into the stereotypic uh, style that is usually given to them, like the dumb scientist or the scientist with no like social skills or, you know, the over emotional sheriff. I really like how they have their own individuality. And then the salty sea dog is exactly like the salty sea dog. He goes out the way he was supposed to. 
Um, but either way, I I think this film is good. Cin- like the way it's filmed is very unique too. Because uh, you get these like close-up shots and these moments where you're able to almost, even though the character may not be expressing a lot of emotion, you can feel it when the camera zooms into them. You, it's like you're the anxiety coming to hit them in the face in a way. Um, and even though there were so many errors with this movie, the way they handled the shark on that uh, they actually got on film was amazing. And the mistakes that were made or the technical the technical failures that still occurred they used it in such a good way for this film that if you just watch it not knowing how badly things were you would have never noticed like the scene with the we need a bigger boat was done so perfectly well and you know the actors being so professional and handling all the situations um and i give it up to all the crew members that had to work (laughs) on this film that they labeled it flaws that like you were able to work in this mess and still create something that for decades later is still considered monumental is you know praiseworthy in the way they handled it so um yeah i love this film i will always it will be one of my top favorite films even though it kind of screws sharks over (laughs) they're not those type of evil creatures it is still such just a well done crafted film that it's hard to find negativity in it for me so uh, Jerome, what about you? What are your final thoughts on the film? Ah, oh, man, this movie's awesome. I love this movie. Uh, it's why I joked around most much of this uh, review because I don't really have much to say about it. That it hasn't. Wait, wait, you didn't like the CGI though? Of it? There is no CGI. That's the best thing about it. Um, <laughs> this is uh, this movie is uh, incredible. It's a marvel of technology during that time with film. I mean, they made new cameras for this film. And it paid off in dividends. Like this movie is so well acted. The cinematography is on point. There's not a bad shot in it, in my opinion. Um, it gives you everything you need, but then it gives you stuff you like that just amps it up that much better. Just, that vertigo shot alone from Jaws is like unbeatable. It's incredible. And like that's just one of many great shots. Even the opening shot when they're running along the beach with the the posts on that sunset, like it looks uh, beautiful or a sunrise, I think is what it is. But regardless, it looks great. It looks incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, then on top of that, you know, like you said, despite all of the hiccups they had with the shark, they made it work and it works well. And uh, it's uh, this movie is a testament to that uh, old saying of like, through adversity comes like some of the best products. And they made an amazing movie that's still considered one of the best horror movies of, of its time, but also one of the best blockbuster horror movies of its time. Because remember, this movie also did very well in the box office when it came out. Like it was phenomenal. So it just broke barriers in all types of areas. And I think uh, it's great that it's still celebrated today, that it got like an you know, IMAX re-release and people still look at it fondly. And I hope everyone's okay <laughs> that worked on Jaws to this day and doesn't look back on it and say, man, forget Jaws. Like, I hope they look at it and they're like, no, nah, we were, you know, it was a rough time at the time, but it, it paid off. We did a great job because uh, they did, you know, crew, cast and crew, you know, they all did a fantastic job with this movie and did their damnedest. And it it's just awesome. If you haven't seen Jaws, watch Jaws. At least once. Um, 
when you're older, you know, maybe don't show your kids Jaws, but, but you know, if you're, if you're hitting that like teenage age and you want to study film or you want to be a filmmaker, watch Jaws. You can learn so much. Yeah. Um, I agree with both of you guys. I had a great time watching this movie. Like I said earlier, the fact that Steven Spielberg was in his you know, late 20s and directed this film, which I didn't even realize, um, that was just a testament. And I, I, I think about like if I were in his shoes and I was a fresh director trying to make it onto the scene and this movie had all these problems, I would be like, okay, my career is over. Nobody's gonna wanna work with me after this. My name is now attached to this movie that had all these problems. But then Universal saw all this money coming in and, and they're like, okay, kid, you got a career. So that probably helped Dude, can him. Can you uh, imagine the movies afterwards. we would not have gotten if Steven Sp- if this movie did not do well right and Steven that, Spielberg was Indiana not Jones. hired ever again? <laughs> no Jurassic Park. It would have no been Indiana Travis Jones. <laughs> like, well, how Jurassic Park is now what it's led to. I think I that's not Steven's fault. He's, he's, he's not, not attached, attached to, to those movies. It's led to it. It is the origin story. Continue, Jonathan. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that that definitely popped into my mind. And I'm glad that we did get many more Steven Spielberg pro- projects after that. Uh, not to mention The Color Purple as well, mm-hmm. which is being made into a musical uh, releasing next year. Yeah, um, starring her. That like everybody is going to be uh, uh-huh. Well, she's one of the stars. One I, I said starring, not... <laughs> but she's Main star. No, I don't even think she's the main star. Uh, I think she's just... She's in it. I don't think she's the main character, though. Yeah. May, I mean, like maybe every, she might be. Like, a lot of, uh, a lot of um, black women in music are in this movie. Like Fantasia. Um, who else? Fantasia's uh, probably the Hallie main Bailey. star. I can see that. Yeah, Fantasia is the main star because she did because she because uh, she did the um, show on Broadway and she got a lot of praise for that. Um, Halle Bailey, Sierra. Anyway, uh, a lot of people are in, in the in the, the color, color purple. purple. Uh, but <laughs> Jaws, uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, watching it in IMAX was definitely a different experience, and uh, there were a lot of people in the theater as well. So a lot of people definitely excited to see this movie uh, maybe in theaters for the first time like I did uh, or just watch it again and relive you know back in the day there were some you know there were some uh, salt and peppers and some gray heads in the theater <laughs> so I imagine they were reliving the time when they first saw it in theaters. Nostalgic. Um, which was yeah which is uh, probably a lot of fun for them. Um, yeah the acting was great. Um, uh, shout out to the kids in the movie too, because they did great. They did a great job acting too. Uh, that one scene where the the younger kid is crying his head off. Um, I don't know what they did to make him cry, but uh, he be- he was believable in that scene. That scene when um, they're at the dinner table and he's mimicking his dad, and it's like, and there's uh-huh, n- and there's was, no dialogue. There's no dialogue. It's just a cute scene with a dad and a son, and you don't even need to like. Then no one needs to say anything for you to get what's happening and like how that warms his heart after a long hard day where he's just like, man, look at my son. <laughs> mm-hmm. It shows that his son just wants to be like him in every way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Now I'm kind of interested to watch that documentary on the making of it. Um, yeah. 
I will say after this review, I will now still be thinking about how thick his nails are to be able to scratch around <laughs> chalkboard. I never thought about that before. That was never in my head until Jerome said something. So I will be walking away with that as being the most impactful thing as of right now is how thick is his nails that he can do that and how long. <laughs> yeah. So Anyways, audience, socials. tell us what you well first audience tell us what you thought have you seen jaws are you going to rewatch it now listen i'm well by the time this comes out it'll probably be the last day you can see it in imax but um well yeah. for i i just looked it up and it's still at least here it's still playing through at least thursday september 8th okay so, so cool so yeah are you going to see it in imax <laughs> if you haven't seen it in mm -hmm. theaters before uh tell us down below what you think uh on youtube uh spotify doesn't have a comment section nor does Apple or Google Podcasts, so unfortunately, sorry. But you know what that means? You just got to go on over to the YouTube channel and wire us to rewatch this whole thing, but with our beautiful faces. <laughs> or there's also Instagram if you don't want to. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah. All right. Now socials. Uh, Here uh -oh. we go. Yes, Alex. Where can people find you? You can find me at Alex and Nobody on Instagram, like I said, or on TikTok, where I post a lot of videos of me and Cheddar. Although I'm mainly on the podcast, the first ones to die, TikTok, where I post little clips of what what's going on, our funniest moments, and things that we are possibly reviewing soon. Uh, what about you, Jonathan? Where are we finding you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Jonathan Keys. Wherever you please, I totally messed that up. But <laughs> you can also find us at the first ones to die on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, you can email us the first ones to die at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your comments, your feedback, whatever you want to tell us. If you just need someone to talk to, then email us there. We'd love to hear you. Um, <laughs> and uh, whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, if you're listening to us on Spotify, uh, or whatever podcast platform, then go ahead and give us a review, those five stars. Uh, that would really help us a lot. Uh, and if you're watching us on YouTube, then go ahead and give us a thumbs up. And go ahead and, and comment. Let us know if you watch Jaws, uh, if you um, saw it in IMAX, and uh, yeah, we'd love to chat. Jerome, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at not Jerome Red on Instagram as well as at Robozoo Media and at Jerome underscore the underscore show to see other things I'm working on. And, uh, you know, think of the YouTube channel. For those who want to know what you can find up there, you can find video versions of all of our podcasts, book reviews, mini reviews, uh, vlogs, gaming videos, all types of stuff. In fact, uh, right now I'm working on the first uh, cut of our Stray stream that we did on Twitch, which speaking of which, we also have a Twitch channel as well. We're gonna start playing some more games up there. So be on the lookout on our social medias for the next time we're gonna be playing games. We're playing Stray, but who knows what else we might do later in the year that'll be up on Twitch as well. So be on the lookout for that as well. So got a lot of stuff to look at. <laughs> yes. It's gonna be yes. a fun year. Well, fun, fun last second of the half of the year. Yeah, last quarter of the year. Yeah. We still got, what, four months? Yeah, last two quarters of the year. That's right. Yeah. Good <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we'll see you all next week. Uh, I don't think we have yet confirmed what we're talking about. We were week. barely, like, agreeing that this was going to be Jaws. So, like, we'll, we'll figure something out. We got it. We, yes. we get Let's just tune in on Monday Whatever next week. About.
and we gonna have something i promise yeah. <laughs> yes all right we'll see y'all next week bye bye, bye.